This is the EWN Podcast Network. You made it. You're about to enter the Florida luxury lifestyle. I'm Debbie Waisaki, your personal guide and host. And on today's podcast, you're going to meet one of the people who I consider uh, the head of the premier building company in the Southeast Florida area. Bob Meyer is the founder of Bomar Builders. And to me, they specialize in waterfront, oceanfront, and all of that, but they also build on golf courses and in the mountains. So we have some great questions for him about building in general. But before we start that, Bob, can you share with us um, a couple of fun facts? Like where are your, fa- what are your two favorite restaurants in Fort Lauderdale? Well, thank you, Debbie. Uh, I'm glad I, that I can do this with you. Yes, um, me too. You know. I don't really have any favorite restaurants. Mm-hmm. I like what I've really enjoyed is restaurants that have that are have the ambiance. Like I like I like the, I, where my favorite area now that I've been hanging mm-hmm. that we go to a lot is the Pompano area. They've in, opened so many incredible restaurants mm-hmm. on the ocean. There, there's three restaurants right there in the ocean. There's a, another hotel that we go to. It's like going to the Keys where you sit on the beach and the, it's a restaurant or somewhere. So which on, one is road. that? I don't know about that one. Um, it's the Beachcomber Hotel. And okay. it's the best secret in town. And it's like, it, it, they have tiki bars and you're on in the tiki bars and are right on the beach. And it's a, it's a wonderful, um, it's a, it's a fun time. And all during the whole COVID um, uh, experience that we all went through, uh, all my friends and we, that when when restaurants start opening, that's where we went because it was out outside. We had ambiance. We had it was it was great. So that's mainly where I, I enjoy. And it you know for me it can be very casual. You know, sitting on a dock. You know, having a restaurant on dock to you know whatever. I there's no. I, it doesn't have to be a you know five star restaurant. It's whatever. about the experience and who it's you're with. Experiences. Yeah. And I think before we started the podcast, you shared with me a little bit about some of your favorite things to do. And one of them is being in Colorado, right? Where we're, where you're at right now. I'm lucky enough that I, that I'm out here right now. Yes. But, and and yeah. you have two nieces or you have a niece and a nephew that you spend a lot of time with. Yes. Yes. And I'm, and it's given me an opportunity to really get to know them very well. And it's, uh, I don't have any kids and, and they're, they are like kids to me and we're very, very, very close. So I'm very lucky. I have an incredible family and uh, I'm very lucky and blessed on that. So very cool. Well, you shared with me that you um, graduated with a master's from the University of Florida in building construction. And then you went to work for a custom home builder for about a year and a half. And then you went to work with another company who actually delivered gorgeous turnkey homes, fully Mm -hmm. furnished. And then at age 27, I can't believe how young you were, you started Bomar. So um, is there anything you'd like to share about what gave you um, the desire to to go into construction? Um, So my entire career, I started actually in college in architecture and uh, decided that 
that wasn't for me. I enjoyed designing and all that and um, decided that I needed a little bit different avenue for, for mm -hmm. construction. I, and I've always liked homes. I mean, that was my whole thing. I've never, um, we do commercial, uh, Beaumont does commercial, it's select commercial. Usually it's our clientele. You know, we, we have a lot of long-term relationships and we'll end up doing their projects for them. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're branching out a little bit more into the commercial lines, but, but my, my passion growing up is I love floor plans and things like that. And that's how I got into architecture and decided that, you know, at the time I didn't feel like I wanted to be drafting my entire life. This, this is back when uh, my master's thesis was on an Apple IIc. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm dating myself here, but um, you know, so it, it's, it's something that I've been doing, you know, homes since every company I've been with has done high end single family homes. So it's something that it's, it's, you know, when I decided to open up myself, it, it was time I was ready to do, you know, try it and see what I could do. And, and um, it, it was a slow start, but it, you know, it, it stuck with it and, and we kept going. So. Well, the interesting thing that you say, it was a slow start is I recently sold one of your homes um, and his mother, I guess, was one of your early designers. So um, she definitely has a very big soft spot for you guys and, and thinks you do amazing work. She's retired now, so I guess that's dating her. But um, she she loved working with you all the years that she did. And I know that the client who purchased the home from me is very happy uh, with the updates that you've made. So um, I, I know you have a great reputation and, and you shared, I think the repeat business is 40 to 50% of your clients come back and build we another home. We haven't figured out exactly, but a lot of our clientele, we've done multiple homes for, you know, and, and we joke that we, we joke that we never our home never leaves us because I, you know I just I did a project for a client that I actually was the superintendent for the second company before I even opened Bomar. Oh my goodness! And it was it was uh, so you know we just recently finished it so that was a client you know that I worked with over over thirty years ago. So, you know, a lot of our clients and a lot of our clients are financial investors of ours and, and things mm -hmm. like that. We've been, we, it, it's all about relationships, you know, it, it's personal service. And that's, and I think that's where Bomar is, it sets us apart from a lot of our competition is we, you know, it's all about taking them through the process, hand-holding, you know, I, my background is heavily in design because the, the company I worked for for five years before I um, started Bomar did fully furnished homes. They were the ones that started the um, they started the million dollar market. And the million dollar market is now probably the ten million dollar market. Right. But, uh, you know, back in the in the eighties uh, in in Boca Raton, and so we would have every house was furnished, and we had design meetings. Like at five o'clock, we'd have design meetings in the afternoon with the designers on all these houses, and they were the higher end homes in in the Boca Raton area. And so a lot of my knowledge of, of furnishing and all that. So when we look at homes and everything like that, I look at it different than just a builder that ha has not had that type of experience. 
and we're, and we're all very heavy in the design of the homes also. So we're like sort of like a project man, um, uh, owner's rep with clients a lot of times where we pull everybody together and we sort of make sure that, you know, the, the designers are doing the drawings that we need or doing, excuse me, doing everything. The architects, we keep on them. So, you know, and, and make, make the project successful. It's all about team, team effort. You know. Absolutely. And I, you and I met, I think maybe 17, 18 years ago, probably 17, because my daughter's a little over 20 now, and she was running up and down the stairs of the house you came to the rescue for. So I had the pleasure of working um, with a real estate investor in both uh, commercial and residential homes. And he built his first spec house, and it didn't go as smoothly as planned. And you guys came to the rescue, made it spectacular. And the guy that bought the house still owns it today. And I think he's, he's one of your um, financial people, just like uh, my client was. We've probably now have done five to seven projects with them, maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and yeah, it, it's, it, it was, a, it was a home that, you know, what I always tell clients is when they're, when they're, we do a lot of stuff on the ocean mm-hmm. and I always tell clients that the, the bottom line is whether you're using our firm or another firm, make sure on the ocean that they've had ocean front experience because you don't want to be the Guinea pig. Oh and my that, goodness. Yeah. That's what had happened on that job. You know, the guy had never done any ocean front or anything like that. And he was you know, the, 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 the investor that you were, that you were talking about, either the liability would go on him. And, and, and so we sort of took it over and having the oceanfront experience to get it to what it needed to be. And uh, so. And from that, I think it led to three or four, maybe five more homes with him as well. So as I know, he built his dream home. He had the lot next to it. And then he, he built another one. So I specialize in ocean too. And so when anybody ever asks me, who should we go to? I say, well, the premier waterfront builder is definitely Bomar and, and they know what they're doing. So um, I wanted to ask you if I was a brand new client, had bought a piece of land, whether it was, um, let's say in Harbor Beach on the water or even if I was lucky enough to get a, an oceanfront home these days, which they're very scarce, oceanfront land, I should say, what is the first step you take with a client? Well, a lot of our clientele, um, whether they're our clients at the time or not, we, we get involved in before they even buy the land a lot of times, like as you well know, you know, because, you know, when we're buying, when, when they're buying it, they might look at a, a piece of land and think, oh, this is incredible, but it actually isn't. Or, mm-hmm. or they might say, oh, this is not really that great. And it be, might be the most incredible property done, done well. And so, so what we like to do is, you know, give it the client and just discuss through what they're looking to do. You know, mm-hmm. you know what, so, so when we're doing these houses, you know, we talk about three, three different things. We talk about the size of the home. We talk mm-hmm. about the price of the home and we talk about the quality of the home. And with the clientele, they get to pick two and then we tell them the third. So if you're saying, <laughs> if you're saying to me, I want to, you know, and we want, we want clients to be realistic, to, uh, not be realistic, but we want the clients 
expectations to be met. Meaning, I was just going to say, you have to help them manage their expectations. <laughs> Otherwise, they're out of this world and you would never be a winner. You And you are with all of your clients because you've done a great job at managing What happens a lot of times is if a client is come to, uh, comes to us later in the process and they're like, we want to build this house and we, we want to spend, you know, a million dollars building this house or whatever. And they're, they're, they're talking about something that's going to be 4 million. They need to know up front because, you know, once they're into it, they're into it. Mm-hmm. And it's, and so we're with our company, it's one of those that, that we've, we've actually lost a few jobs where we've um, told clients, you know, it's going to be X dollars. It's going to take this long. It's going to be this. And we're realistic, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, um, to be honest, we've actually the ones that we've lost. We've had more than half of them call and say, "You were right. We should, you know, we uh-huh. you, you were right on the dollars. You were right on the time." And uh-huh. but you know, it, it's it's it, it's a long term relationship, and that's what it's all about is building relationships. And we don't want to be in a we want to be in a, a relationship that we like. We don't want to be in a, like a bad marriage where it's like this and all that, you know. So it, it's one of those that. Um, you know, when we get with clients, we really get get a feel for where they want to be, and we and we lead them. You know, we try to make sure that that um, the avenues that they're going down are the right avenues, and they're not going to be spending money that they shouldn't be spending, or going backwards on design or anything like that. So, you know, right, and, right, and and I have experienced that with uh, with a client and. Someone who doesn't make up their mind easily, I know, can be a challenge to work with. And it's interesting because of that point, you know, a lot of times people will say to us, you know, you know, you're out like the house is going forever. It's, you know, it's slow and all that. We go, we go basically at the, at the level or not the level at the, at the um, speed of our clients. If a client doesn't make up their mind and it, and it, and we're going round and round and round, the house will go longer. You know, when we're doing, when we're doing our speculative stuff, you know, I have a certain set of money I, I can build. I have a certain time frame I have to build on. And that's what we do, you know, our, and they, they go very quickly, but when it's a custom, you know, these, it's a lot of it is you're not going to get every decision up front. You get the clients that make decisions like this and never change their mind. And then you get the clients that are all over the board and you have to, you have to, you know, we're the, we're the ones that are the, the educated ones in the, in the, in the, when building a home and we need to keep them making decisions, you know, as fast as we can. But a lot of our homes, you know, and and the other point about our homes, if, if they look like they're going forever, Sometimes the level of the homes are crazy. You know, I mean, we have some very, very, very complicated. Well, that that is on my list to, to ask you about, too. So that's part of uh, some of the questions I have to ask. So when a client comes to you, kind of tell them the process. And then do you recommend an architect to them? typically, depending on the style of home they want? A lot of, yes. So, so there's several architects that, that we tend to work with. We'll work with anybody. And we have worked with, you know, from locals to we've worked with who who architects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times just talking to the client, you know which which direction to go. What we typically do is we'll, I'll put them with two or three and we're part of every meeting with the architect. You know, because we're 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 keeping everything coordinated. But 
personalities play into the, into custom homes big time. So, you know, it, it's the personality of the architect with the client and personality of myself or, you know, um, the designers. So a lot of it is personality. So yes, we will, we will recommend architects. If they have somebody they like, we will, we will, you know, talk it through with them and we're, we're open to anybody that they want. But we, we, if somebody comes totally don't know any architect, don't know any designers or not, we will, we will get them through the process. Wonderful. So um, now one of the things I love about your homes is all of the natural stone you use and how you put it together with the wood and, and all of that stuff. And you have, in my opinion, seamless from indoor to outdoor living and being in South Florida, it's generally amazing weather the entire year. We may have a few weeks that aren't so good, but we spend so much time outdoors. So how do you select those materials and, and what are some of your favorite materials to work with? Oh, so that's, a, that's an interesting conversation because um, through the years, let's put it this way, um, you know, we, 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 everybody wanted the real McCoy, you know, we uh -huh. want, they wanted the limestones. They wanted this. Well, the problem with the limestones a lot, they're soft materials and they're very hard. They're, they're the maintenance on. They stain very easy. Stain. I've experienced Thank that. Yeah, exactly. So what is happening now is that we're getting, we're bringing, we're bringing the natural materials in but we're intermixing them now with the porcelains because porcelains are getting better over the years. Mm -hmm. So like, we just finished a home in Harbor beach and it had, it had wood, wood ceilings outside and wood ceilings on the inside. And what we actually, what I was able to do is we found a wood porcelain on the outside and I'm not a real big fan of wood porcelains inside on the floors mm -hmm. on, but for, for what we did, the whole outside of uh, everything that was wood, um, was porcelain and actually it came up to to where the windows to the sliding glass doors that went to the ceiling and then it went to a wood ceiling on the inside so mm -hmm. they literally touched almost was wow. except for the track and we we did real wood on the ceilings on the inside and porcelain on the outside and we were able to match exactly mm -hmm. the, the 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 coloration and everything like that they were different in the width the widths but People stand there and they're like, this is fake, this is porcelain, this is real wood. You don't, you didn't know. So what we try to do is we try to build, especially on the ocean, we try to build as maintenance-free as possible, you know, and, and these houses do need maintenance. They do need to be kept, to be taken care of. But, you, you know, a lot, we don't go into the real woods outside because they, you know, they just turn into major maintenance houses. We don't Unless do- you have that Miami-Dade pine, which is kind of hard to come by these days. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's still, it, it's still, we do a lot of the, the cedars and cypresses outside. And when I'm, that type of thing, we, it works. But when you get into the, the other type of materials, the mahogany's on the outside, people love the look, but they don't want the maintenance. And a lot of the, the imitations just don't have the, the same richness. You got it. You yeah, got it. the same richness. So um, I, I've seen your from groundbreaking to completion and even a little bit of the planning stage. But in your opinion, how long does it 
on average, because each person can be different versus a spec house versus a custom house. And we talked about how long people take to make decisions on average. If someone was to come to you and say, Bob, um, we have the land or they, or you were part of that process. Now, how long is it going to take us before we can turn that key in the door and be done? In no, Fort no. Lauderdale, let's just say in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> if we're talking oceanfront, that's different than, than intercoastal, which is mm -hmm. different. So the bottom so Let's one, start with oceanfront, then intercoastal, then a waterfront. So on an oceanfront home, but what is the average time, do you think? So that also plays into perfect examples is um, if, we're, if we're talking like Hillsborough Mile, Mm -hmm. Compared to Fort Lauderdale, you know, it, it all depends on where we are. And I'll, and I'll use Hillsborough Mile as an example. In Hillsborough Mile, we can build a home on some of the bigger lots, the deeper lots that don't have subterranean basements for the garages and stuff. Right. So that turns into more of a regular style home on the ocean. Mm -hmm. if, if, if it's a smaller, what I call a little more, the tighter lots, then we have to do a subterranean. So that's adding a third floor onto the house and we have to, dig out for it basically it's 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 above ground to the front but it's it's underground uh -huh. to the back correct um, yeah so there's a lot that, that goes that in time right there so it's there it's very hard to and it, and then it also goes into the detail level of the homes you know some of the homes that we have we just finished a home right now in Fort Lauderdale that it is, it is like an Italian, very heavy Italian villa that has moldings everywhere. Everything's plastered moldings. The, everything is being trumploid. And so you walk into the dining room and it has this very elaborate wood floored, inlaid floored wow. floor. And then the walls, you would, it all molded out. But then you look at it and you go, well, that's a lot of marble. But then you realize it was all hand painted. Back years ago, in the, in the right, home, I did a lot of hand painting. Did a home like that, yeah. So I mean, so that right there is a totally different game than a home that is more simple, like like a, a little bit more of a current modern. Which still, to get moderns right, they still take time. But you know, because there's so much glass on them, and you got to make sure that the every all the surfaces are done well, so they they because you'll see every flaw. If, if it's not done well. So to answer the question, I tell clients like Hillsborough Mile that, you know, from the design process, it should take us, you know, if, with an architect or whatever, hopefully they can for maybe five, six months. It all depends oh. on the architect. Then for us to permit, like on the ocean, we have to go to the, the state and the state oh. can take anywhere from six to eight months. Correct. But there's ways that we do the oceanfront that, as we're doing that, we're doing the local level permitting so that hopefully when it comes out of, this, out of the state, we're done with the local permitting and we can go right in. So the process on the ocean could be a process anywhere from eight to 12 months, depending. And then we start the houses. And a lot of these homes, most of the houses, let's say, are for the ones that we build from 20 months, 24 months, they can go to... It's 30 months, you know what I mean? If they're really, right. alive, they could be, you know, so. So I've told my clients, it usually takes from the planning stage to the turn, turn the key in the door stage about three to four years. 
it, it, it's about that. You know, three years is, is accurate. With, with a lot of the building the homes and having to get all the inspections and everything like that, it, 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 you know, it, it's one of those that if done right, it, it, you should be able to do an oceanfront. Hopefully, if it's not, it, it all depends on the elaborateness of the house, you know, in the time frames that you said, probably three is, we typically are- The goal is always three, but sometimes- and that, and that's based a lot on decisions. Correct, you know, we, we have some people who don't make good decisions. And just to give you an example, like right now, appliances, Sub-Zero Wolf, which is what we do uh, probably, 80% of the time or 90% of our homes have Sub-Zero Wolf. Right now, if I order appliances today, I get them in November. So if they did, if somebody didn't make a decision and we need appliances, it's not, they're not coming through, you know, it's quick right now. Hopefully things will change in the near future, but right now we're ordering things way in advance and buy, like I go out and buy slabs for the, for the houses and, and things like that. I'm buying slabs and we're storing them because if I wait, they might not, I mean, we not, might not find what we have available and then you're gonna be going circles. So making decisions as early on is a key, is a key element. So, and it'll so. make your home go faster. So, um, so one of the things, and I'm sure you're well aware of this because you're a relationship person, um, I used to do a lot of market research for my, my previous career. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, her 83% of every purchase decision is influenced by a woman. And so mm -hmm. women love gorgeous kitchens and um, beautiful bathrooms and master bedroom spaces. And I to your point about uh, Sub-Zero and Woof, I know I had mentioned to Christos from Italcraft, I'm like, you guys would be such a good match on kitchens because he's a perfectionist, you guys are perfectionists. And I think you've done a, he's done a couple of kitchens for you, but how, do, when you design the kitchen, do you do it from a woman's perspective? I mean, you guys are all guys there, so. We, we get the basic, um floor plans of how we want the kitchen to be. And it doesn't necessarily mean that's how we're going to end up being, but we, we get exactly how we want to lay out the kitchen. And, and then what we end up doing is work. Most of the time we work with the interior designers, if they have the ability to do this, if not, mm -hmm. we sort of have to hand help. We sort of have to lead them through it and we lay out the kitchen. And then we work with the cabinet companies to tweak the kitchens. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is what I've learned over the years is, you know, th there are certain ways like the triangle for the kitchen and right. things like that. And there's, there's a lot of things when we're going into it there, you can have, do you want it like this or do you want it like this? Do you want it like this or do you want it like this? And it's, it's for me, years of experience at, where I can go through the questions. And if a client is one of those that, like I have a client right now that is actually a friend of mine and, and I'm re redoing his entire um, place. We're actually, it's, he lives in a very high-end condo and we're mm -hmm. totally gutting it. And he's, he doesn't want to be involved, but he, involved, he wants to, he doesn't want to be involved, but he's, he's, he's has a certain way he lives. So, right. so the way I work with him is I'm like, okay, A or B, A or B, A or B, A or B. 
And I can, and I'm, just by what he says, I'm doing the rest of it without having to keep going. So do you want to do it like this? Or do you want, you know, and because he won't have the patience for it. So I've, I've learned to limit choices for clients so as well. It's, it's reading the cl other clients. Like I have one client that is a, a turned into a very good friend. We spent seven hours one day working out the cutlery drawer, just one drawer. Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm like, we spent seven hours doing it. And yeah, and I think they, I would pull my hair out over that one. That client, every little thing. I learned more about coffee cups and things like that, about you need to get a coffee cup that's like this on the bottom, not convex, not concave because it holds the water, you know, and, and well. The more than you wanted to know, let's put it that so, way. So that, it's years of experience. Of, and, and what I've learned over the years too is that, is that um, everybody lives the same way pretty much. Mm -hmm. Very rarely, like I had one client that like gets served cocktails in the living room at five o'clock and, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, really? You know, because- no That's like my grandparents era. Exactly, they were older, they were older. So, you know, what, what I found, everybody lives basically the same way. It's just tweaking it to the, your particular likes and dislikes. And I, I do want to add one more thing, Debbie, that, that we haven't talked about. Bomar used to be me, just myself, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the company sort of revolved around me. It is not. I have, I have over the years, we, we had very, very, very little turnover of, of employees. Um, basically, and Bomar's been around for 32 years. And um, pretty much we've only had like two people actually leave us. One of them, it was, he could, he needed to go on his own and he did start a company. We help him and we, we try to give him uh -huh. as much business as we can. Another person, you know, the green, the grass was always greener and, you know, and, and they just needed to go. But everybody's, for the most part, all my employees um, have been with me years and years. And I probably 12 to 15 years ago, probably was about 12 years ago, um, three of my employees uh, became owners of the company with me. And you know one of them very well. Um, uh, Jay. Yeah. Jay and, and James is another And I know James, right? I don't Greg, know the fourth one. Greg was my first employee, basically, when I, when I hired, I think I hired him in 97 or whatever. And we have the most incredible company. The four of us, we, every, you know, we're all a little different, but what we've sort of done is we've sort of, everybody has their specialty and everybody has their, like like Jay is if if it's technical on the ocean in Fort Lauderdale, he about permitting stuff. He's he's the guy. Hillsborough Mile, I'm the person because I go to every mm -hmm. commission. So you know, so we all have our avenues, and and basically they do the construction side of it, and I do more of the design, working with the clients, and Jay and I then do the sales, and you know the two of us will, and he's the money guy, and I'm the design side. So we 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 we're a really good patch, but I, but this company would not be what it is without my partners. And I just want to make sure that you. you and know. well, that I was going to actually close with that, but I'm glad you brought it up now. And I can attest, we actually had um, in a leadership training um, a couple of months ago, when you have happy employees, they are partners, whether they're partners or not, because their mission is to serve the client and they're they're on the same page as you and everybody wins when when your team is happy so 
And I have to say, your your team is incredibly responsive and and helpful all the time. So, um, and I know, and I know that uh, I introduced you to um, a couple who wanted to to buy one of the homes you just recently sold. But I I think I shared with her. I said everything happens for a reason. Now you'll be able to build a custom home on the next lot down the street. So. Um, I, I just believe that the level of service you give and, and how you listen to your clients um, really makes the difference for them. They feel cared for. So I, I think that that's a, a super important feature. It sometimes doesn't go right, but it, we try. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, it's like in any relationship, Bob, there's going to be miscommunication and and but the the way people handle that and resolve those that's why that's a testament to how long you've been in business and and you're very low employee turnover yeah it, you know the bottom line is the the client at the end is happy you know and and you know we try yeah. to we try to make sure that that it's all happy and and all it does is get get us you know more business from those and the nice thing about the nice thing about we don't have models to show we call our clients say can i show your house and they're like when in 10 minutes but no you know a lot, a lot we try to set up you know and our clients are are more than happy you know to to uh to let us show their houses and we, we're really appreciative and we got some incredible clients and a lot of our clients have turned into our friends you know whether they're friends you know i'm closer to certain clients and jay's closer to other clients so we you know but we have a we have yeah. a great family of, i um, know you guys uh built one of my uh girl scout mom's house uh the rockers so um and i know that jay and and her do a lot of traveling together too on different places. So the next area is the baths and you guys have such a unique style about your baths. You do a lot of, um, in the master, you do a lot of bookmarked marble. Um, and I actually had to take my contractor for my remodel over to the, the Bay Drive house like four times. I'm like, I want it to look like this. So share with me how you came up with, with those design ideas and, um, and why people love them so much. It's just, we just, what we end up doing is just looking at when we're designing these houses, we, we try to do something that, that is unique, but not too out there. You know, we try, if, if you look at a lot of our houses, they're very classic in design, whether they're moderns, or they're more Bermuda or whatever, we tend not to be doing the, the real crazy stuff. Uh-huh. You know, our, our houses tend to appeal to the masses. And it's just, it's just coming up with different concepts. You know, the book matching of the marble is, is a great way, like on shower walls and things like that, that it, it creates a lot of, of interest. And it's, it's not, it's not, um, um, overly too much you know it's mm-hmm. a simpler but but yet it 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 it's fantastic so it, it they're all beautiful i i liked uh i think it was 2004 bay drive because of how you included the soaking tub in the uh in the whole shower a, area glass room, it was a glass room that had a tub and a shower in it for those that have never mm-hmm. would not have seen this house and basically you could sit in the tub and look at the ocean 
and but then it looked through the master bedroom because the because it was it was a uh, 65 foot 75 foot lot the the house the bed the bathroom was to the more away from the ocean and so you got the views through the master bedroom and we did it in such a way that if you needed to electric blinds would come down to get right. in the bathroom but when you're in the bathroom even at the vanities you could look at the ocean you know, and so people loved that. It was it was it was a very neat house. I'll tell you a very funny story about that house real quick. But I've we've Bomar's probably done close to two hundred homes, and mm-hmm. during COVID, I have a group of six friends who I've grown up with, and we would go to that house when it could be it was, it's a, it was a spec, and when it, we were, we were just finishing the house, and we and we, that was our COVID house. We'd go sit at the <laughs> and order food in and have it delivered. And my friends all decided that that was the nicest house I'd ever built. And, and, wow. I'm laughing. and I said, that's because you guys like, we got to use it, you know? Well, I, I like 1904 Bay. And the a- interesting thing about, I'm, I want to share with our listeners and viewers about this house is it looked like a very, very, very traditional home. It had dark beams, dark wood doors, and the, and the family I sold it to, they leaned more towards modern. And so you were able to come in after, after the people who custom built it with you. Um, and they enjoyed it for several years, probably, I think it was seven or eight years. Um, mm-hmm. My clients came in, bought it, and they wanted a more modern touch. And you were able to accommodate that by a few simple things without destroying the house, without ripping out walls or anything else. So the way Bomar builds homes, it ha- they all have great bones and can be adjusted for the next owner. That's part of what I was sort of saying about, you know, our homes are a little bit not trendy. So you take the traditional, you know, it, whether it's a more of a, and that was a me- more of a Mediterranean house. And, you know, right now, if, if Medi- like the old traditional heavy Mediterraneans are not what people want, but no. you can clean them up and really, you know, it, as long as you keep the lines, you can make them, you know, just put modern elements in them, not too funky, but, you know, and, and they can be something that's very, that's, that's very unique. Traditional. Yeah. yeah. I'm personally doing that to my own place right now. It's, it's more traditional it's more, but I'm not a, a real ultra modern person. So I'm putting the more modern elements into more of a more classic place. So that's what I, I'm in the process of doing, but I have to pull my guys off for, for some of my clients. So now, um, can you tell us where you see home design trends going? I know that before COVID, people were tending to build slightly smaller homes. Um, The baby boomers were certainly aging, so they didn't want, you know, unless they entertained heavily, uh, 10, 12,000 square foot homes. But after COVID, you know, people are now saying, hey, I need an office, I need a home gym, I need an area for the kids to do homework. Do you see this continuing building bigger homes or? So people tend to like quality homes. And, and that's, that's where Bomar's, where, where, we, where we specialize in, it, you know, is people will go smaller if they have better quality. 
you know, mm-hmm. rather than the bigger boxes we used to do in the 80s that had that were very a lot of not as much detail. So what we're doing is, you know, today that the 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 but the floor plans are different today than they were 10 years ago. Like a lot of the homes we're doing today, the square footage that we we would have used. Like perfect example. Let me go a different direction. The typical home, and we still get the clients that want it, are the living room, dining room, and then you have the kitchen breakfast family room. But a lot of the clients are like, I never use my dining room. I never use my living room. So what we're doing is we're doing more of an open plan where it's the living room, the dining room, and the kitchen. It's all one room. So you walk right. into one of these houses, and it's all one space. And then we might do another room that's like a TV room or a club room, like that type of thing. And we're getting into you know some offices. And a lot of times we're doing two offices, one for the husband, one for the wife. Mm-hmm. And and what we're of also the latest one has been since the COVID. Some people, the if we can make it work that we can do like a place for if if they have parents that are still alive and in laws and thinking thinking we have the option if we don't want to put them in assisted living or whatever that they we do or as they get older you know instead of going to an independent living that they could have like their own little apartment in the house so that's been a that's been a big you know so it becomes like a guest house also an apartment for you know they think that way so, so we, they still have their independence we're doing a house in the in the, the enclave that is a one story because a lot of people uh, we've been finding also that the people like if they have the land they like the master on the first floor again you know they're trying to so you're so, seeing that as the trend is to put the master yeah. on the first so floor. like example we're doing a house that's that's for sale that's that's in um it's a, it's a little bit bigger. It's in, in the enclave on a double lot. It's a single story. It's actually 12,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And it has, you know, a lot of these features, like it has the, the, the parents, it's like a living room, bedroom area. If somebody buys the house and they, they really don't want that, it could be two bedrooms and two bathrooms too. So we mm-hmm. leave a lot of flexibility in like the houses that you know, if somebody comes in and say, why well, we need two offices, we need this, that we work out what could be what, you know, it gives a lot of ability. So it, it, they're not stuck into one particular, um, you know, the, the house either works or doesn't. We, we make them so that, you know, we can modify them so they can work for the people. But that's, been a, that's been a big one also that. Um, I can know. see that because I actually just one segment of my business is vacation rentals. I've had two calls for masters on the ground floor. And, and I only have one home that has that. And it's because our population is aging. And, and I know um, another client, they went to put their home on the market for sale. And the one of the things, first of all, I want to tell everybody is you put commercial grade elevators, <laughs> in the home, which is awesome. I was just going to say that to you that for us in the in the in our homes that are I'm going to say the higher end level homes, we do if the master is up on the second floor, we make sure that we put a commercial elevator in it um, <laughs> because we do, we just sold a home. The gentleman the gentleman is in his mid eighties. He walks with a with a cane. All he wanted to do was buy that house because his wife loved it and he wanted to make her happy. And it, <laughs> and they're the nicest couple. And it and it's like. And what made the house realistic for them is it had a commercial elevator. So okay. he was able to go to the master on the second floor and he never has to go to the stairs. And, um, 
And so when it, residential elevators, they're smaller, they're slower, and people just tend to use them for the luggage. So And they tend to need more servicing. And in this particular home, the elevator started in the garage and only went to the main level. It didn't go to the master. So the, the clients had to take the home off the market. That was the feedback because people know they're going to age and going up 24 steps is a lot of steps. <laughs> so I, I love the commercial elevators. That's the first thing I look for <clears throat> when, uh, when somebody says they, when they're, if they're on the older side um, and, you know, may have, been an athlete and their knees are going to give out eventually that that can be a, a challenge for sure. So um, we're almost getting ready to close. So Bob, who would you say is your ideal client? Who is the client you love to work with and have come to you? Oh, um, our, our, the clients that we like to work with are the one I should say the ones that um, don't try to micromanage everything. <laughs> you know? and, and, I, and the the bottom line is is that you know we're there to we're we're there to be there for them. You know, it's not like we're we're you know the Hatfields and the McCoys or anything like that. It's those clients that that we work together and it's like, okay, this won't work, but let's try it this way. Or let's, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we have that communication, you know, it, it's one of those that, you know, if they try to micromanage every single step of the way, they, it's, it's, it's very hard because they, they feel like they need to keep control. And, and a lot of it, and it's gotten, you know, it, it's sort of interesting. Um, I've over the years, you know, realize how much responsibility that we have for these clients. They're putting up, they're putting, they're saying, we trust you with our money to, to mm -hmm. do the houses. And um, it, it really, it, it, it really is, um, it, it, it's made us really conscious of the dollars and the way that we go through with our houses and we set up our budgets, we set up budgets in advance and we work to these budgets and we tell clients every month, okay, you're, you're I, I have to have just cost you X dollars more. So they know every step of the way where they're, where we're spending and everything like that. And, and when we bill, they look at every bill, we send every bill, and Your billing is spectacular. I must say that it's very and, detailed. And so it's key. It's all in communication. It's it's all. In, and if they don't understand, it's our job to educate. You know, and it's and it's to work together. To you know, and 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 um, I think you know we're pretty successful at that. And you know, it, it's the clients. We we've had we have had some incredible clients, and and I'm. Um, and um, I'm very lucky to have be doing what I'm doing, so. Yeah. Well, you can clearly see that you have a passion for it. I know I've worked closely with Jay. He has a passion for it. I'm getting to know James better. And um, I don't know Greg, but I'll make a point of, of getting to know him. But I, I have to say every project I've seen of yours has, has been spectacular, has been beautiful. 
you're very detail oriented. And if you're that kind of client who's listening and you want a spectacular home, um, you need to reach out to Bob or Jay um, at Bomar Builders and your website will be at the bottom. It, it's bomarbuilders.com and just have a conversation. It starts with a conversation and make sure it's a good fit for both of you. And bottom line is we get a lot of, we get a lot of people calling us, you know, and, and it, just to ask us to talk like what you're saying, to talk to us. And, and it doesn't necessarily like, like a perfect example, like we get realtors all the time calling. They'll be like, okay, I got a client, you know, they're looking for oceanfront, you know, I don't know oceanfront. Can you help me out? And I, and the bottom line is we're more than happy to, to give them, give, talk to them and everything like that. You know, it's our job to sell ourselves to get the jobs. But if, you know, if, if, if Debbie has a client and I know that we're not going to be involved with something and we can help Debbie close the deal, we're there for Debbie. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, you've and, been and, very helpful. Yes, because you, you never know. It might turn around and it might be a whole new home. You never know. It, it's, mm-hmm. you, you can never, you know, we have one client that had a crack on a patio at their existing house. And it was a friend of a friend or something. And we went over and looked at the crack uh, and we're like, okay, this is gonna be a structural issue and all thing. Ah. And you do the patio, it turned from, well, we'll redo the patio to we did a 10,000 square foot home brand new for these people. So you never know where things go. You never know, you know, and it's, it, we're, and you know, we, we, we don't like seeing people make the wrong decisions and, and Or being taken advantage of because there's a lot of unscrupulous people in South Florida. And sometimes the Fort Lauderdale person will think, hey, I can get my, when I used to live in Miami, had a great builder down there. It's a completely different ballgame. And it was so important what you said. I mean, they're outrageous. And, um, and, but the bigger key for me is in, in working with so many clients over the years, sometimes they might, they might not um, know me as well because we haven't done a project together, but they did a project with someone else. And I might see that, hey, that person isn't treating you the way you deserve to be treated and they're charging you an arm and a leg. And I know you guys are very fil- fair, you're very up with what the costs are and um, you give them your job is the visionary to cast the vision for them of of what their home is going to look like and what it's going to take and then they have to make the decision hey is this is this right for me exactly exactly and I know that your spec homes um I'm always excited to see them in the process because that gives me confidence in selling them because I can say, hey, I saw it when it was the pilings coming out of the ground and, and then the walls going up. So you guys just do incredible quality work. Thank you. And I, I feel so lucky that um, I got introduced to you some 15 to 17 years ago. Whenever that time was, Amanda was running up the stairs at, at that house. On, uh, we appreciate also the way you've done for us. So. Uh, well, Bob, I am, I'm going to close this out here because I want people to make sure they know how to find this. And um, we're so glad everybody has spent the time with us and learned about Bomar, all the great things they can do for you from scoping out the right lot 
to helping you plan the most beautiful home, your dream home. And this is just part of what Florida luxury lifestyle is. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and check out floridaluxuryhomesgroup.com and see our latest homes that we have available for purchase, as well as vacation rentals. If you want to rent while you're shopping, we're happy to help you with that. I am Debbie Wysocki and have an amazing day. Thank you again for joining us. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.